Yeah. Let's turn that bass up. This is for the people of the sun coming back around again. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. Hello and welcome to Trips Right with Ralph. Now, hold on. Let me try that again. Welcome to Trips Right with Ralph. That wasn't right. <clears throat> Clear the throat. Project. Eyes forward. Welcome to Trips Right with Dave. It's just Dave. Just me. Yours truly will be flying solo for this podcast. Ralph and Dave will be back in full force next week. Ralph. I know you're listening. Uh, you'll listen to it when you get a chance. Miss you, buddy. But uh, I will see you next week. Um, and for those keeping score at home, this is the first podcast that Ralph has been absent for. I think I missed one at the very beginning, maybe like, you know, five or six in. Uh, so now we are even. Um, so I will be the only one invading those ear holes of yours with my lovely voice and my perfect made for radio face uh so you are welcome uh, or i'm sorry <laughs> one of the two um and then following rage little song credit was me myself and i by de la soul uh, so that will be my theme song for this podcast since i will be all by my lonesome I do have a picture of Ralph straight across from me so I don't get lonely. So I got that going for me. And still have a lot to unwrap and unpack and digest. And boy, howdy, do I got a lot to say about it. Um, so I'm set up down in my basement office. I call it my dungeon. It's where I'm set up to work from home. It's the dungeon because it's cold. I've got no windows, and all I can do is hear what's going on up above me. Um, I've got the kids in bed. I've got my wife in bed. Uh, she just had her second vaccine shot today, and she's feeling it a little bit. She's feeling those effects. Uh, but I do still think I am immune. You know, they're, they're going to be using my blood eventually to come up with a cure for this thing and uh, help with the vaccination. So I'm going to be going over the usual stuff for this time of year. Um, nothing new. You know, there's no games. The draft is still a month away. 
You know, we got free agency stuff. We've got random nuggets from around, around the league. I even whipped up a couple of top five lists uh, just to make you guys think a little bit. Got a little bit of a twist on them. Um, this thing will probably go, I don't know, just under an hour with everything I've got. I may get to some trades too, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe Bed Bath Beyond if we have time. Who knows? Um, and I had the idea of having some of our faithful listeners send in some of their crazy, horrible trade offers. Um, but we may have to wait for next week so Ralph can analyze them as well. I know he does like uh, to do that. We also had a lineup to go through, but I think that'll wait too because Ralph loves to pick apart other people's stuff. So um, that's what you'll be getting. Um, you know, some hijinks and hilarity along the way. No special guests. Uh, it was a little bit last notice. So again, literally, you are stuck with me. So just sit back, relax, and let me invade those ear holes for the next hour or so. And uh, I think you'll thank me later. So we'll see. So And actually, before I start, um, I do want to mention, um, I did watch Zack Snyder's Justice League cut on HBO Max. It, it came out last Thursday. Um, then I watched it again Friday night with a buddy. This is actually the main reason I got HBO Max to begin with is because Zack Snyder finally got the okay to release his version of Justice League. Um, and it was leaps and bounds better than what Warner Brothers gave us in the original. It explained everything that the first one didn't. Um, it was character-driven, and we finally knew exactly why the bad guys were doing what they were doing, what their motivation was, you know, I won't give away any spoilers for those who haven't seen it, um, but it was four hours of absolute glorious movie magic. I loved every second of it. Literally was four hours and two minutes. Um, and it was broken down into chapters, which was pretty awesome. And then they had an epilogue. Um, so that's what you can look forward to. I believe it was six or seven chapters and then the epilogue, something like that. But it was, holy cow, um, and it really just goes to show how a studio can really destroy and muck up a movie. Uh, I mean, they had, there were so many differences between the two. I think Joss Whedon is who took over for Zack Snyder after he had to bow out for unfortunate reasons. I won't get into that, but um, I mean, there was a the whole debacle with Henry Cavill playing Superman, who had to have a mustache. It was in his contract for another movie he was in. So they CGI'd out his mustache so his face looked weird. Um, one of the villains, Steppenwolf, looked terrible in the first movie, but in Zack Snyder's cut, he just he actually looked all the part of a villain from another world. I think I heard that Warner Brothers kind of... Um, dumbed down the version of Steppenwolf because he was too scary. But we want a villain to be scary. We want to root for the good guys against a scary villain. So all in all, it was a fantastic movie. I will be watching it again and again. Again, you know, right when I heard that it was going to be on HBO Max, I, I got it. And then that along, I, Godzilla against King Kong will be coming out later this month. And the Mortal Kombat reboot will be coming out next month in April. So um, I will be all over that as well. 
Uh, the only downside was there was a bit of lag from time to time because everybody and their mother was watching this thing. So it would only freeze for like, you know, maybe 10 seconds and it was back on. So highly recommended if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know, I'm not at all a comic book guy. I just enjoyed all the movies. Um, but uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic movie. Um I think I'll start out with, uh, right now, Deshaun Watson. Um, we talked about him last week. Uh, that's when we knew of four complaints, two civil suits. And now, the last I heard, it's up to 16 friggin' women have come forward now. Uh, you know, I originally thought it was done by the Texans to drive down Watson's price. And then I learned that the attorney putting it all together... It was even a neighbor of the Texans owner. So it's kind of fishy, you know, especially coming off the heels of Deshaun wanting out of Houston. Um, or maybe he just wanted out because he knew this storm and gong show was coming. Uh, but either way, it's a huge distraction for the team. But honestly, it's great material for all the armchair sports pundits out there. <laughs> pundits. I love that word. Um, and I'm not trying to sell them off at all just yet. I've got a few shares of Watson. Um, you know, I hear that there are still teams that are interested in them and still trying to work something out. Uh, plus, it's civil. You know, it's nothing criminal yet, I think. I may be talking out of my backside. They, they just want money out of it. You know, it's pretty convenient that they're all coming out of the woodwork now after you just signed that huge contract. So it could be all big money grab. Or there may be something to it. You know, I'm not one to, to point fingers and do the whole he said, she said thing. You know, there's people that get paid a lot more money than I do to try to figure this thing out. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But we do have a saying here at Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. Uh, it's not save the drama for your mom, although it then actually does apply here. Um, we also say where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't think we've actually said that, but it, it definitely is applicable here. So as always, we are going to stay tuned. So I think um, we're going to go with free agency right now. It's uh, a good place to, uh, to go right now. We had a bunch of uh, last week, a lot of signings, a lot of uh, cuts. Um, and the list is equally long here from where we last left off. There were still a couple big name fantasy relevant players that had yet to be signed before, but are signed now. So as my British friends say, let's crack on. Um, first I've got, and I'll do some IDP guys sprinkled in, um, because obviously we have a lot of IDP leagues that are popping up left and right. I don't believe I have any punter or kickers news, kicker news, but uh, believe me when I say that kickers are still fantasy relevant. Um, so to start off, safety Patrick Chung of the Patriots. Uh, if you remember last year, he actually uh, didn't play the whole season, the whole COVID season. He uh, took a step back from playing. Uh, he has decided to retire instead of coming back to the team. So. He will be spending more time with his family, maybe getting into coaching, who knows. But um, good luck to you, sir. You served me well. I have him on one of my teams. So well, I had him on one of my teams. Uh, Mike Glennon, this is a bit of a snoozer. 
but Mike Glennon will be going to the Giants to battle to be Danny Dimes' backup. Um, not a, a big news, but obviously every quarterback needs a backup. Uh, you can't just roll with one quarterback every week, and you really don't want a punter going out there and, and throwing. Um, so they've got Mike Glennon. Not sure who else they have, um, but Eli Manning is no longer an option with the Giants. Jared Cook is now with the L.A. Clippers, the L.A.C., the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, just kidding, it's the Chargers, L.A.C., Always reminds me of the Chargers, or the Clippers, rather. Uh, so with Hunter Henry gone, Jared Cook comes in. It's just a one-year deal. You're going to see a lot of one-year deals this year, this free agency, this offseason. Uh, that's mainly because next year the salary cap will be going up for obvious reasons because they'll have more revenue with more players in the stands and, and all that. That was a big reason why they lost money, why the salary cap had gone down. Um, so you're going to see a lot of one-year deals, a lot of guys asking for it, a lot of teams wanting it. Um, so that's the reason for that. Sticking with tight ends, New England trades Ryan Izzo to Houston, and then Houston in turn released Fells. Um, not really big on the radar there, but obviously with the Patriots you know, adding a couple new guys, uh, Izzo was expendable in that tight end room. And uh, Houston has needed a tight end for quite some time, and uh, they still do. I don't think Izzo is going to be the, the be-all, end-all, fix-it, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. And then here's a head-scratcher. Kenyon Drake leaves Arizona uh, to sign with the Raiders, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. So he will share a backfield with Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. Um, I don't know if they're planning on a one-two punch, uh, if they just want to keep Jacobs healthy, you know, if they think they're going to make the postseason, make a run, uh, but uh, interesting, uh, Kenyon Drake now with the Raiders, also seeing what the, the Cardinals are going to do, you know, they've got uh, Chase Edmonds there, so is he going to be the guy, are they going to draft somebody, are they going to bring somebody in, are they going to do all the above, stay tuned. My guy, uh, one of my favorites uh, from the Vikings, Kyle Rudolph, has found a home. Uh, he chose to go with the Giants. He is now going to be a G-man. Um, so he will pair with Evan Ingram uh, as tight end. Another guy for Danny Dimes to toss that ball to. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, how it works with you know their value um, Rudolph really hasn't had a lot of value. Uh, he was really basically touchdown dependent when he was with the Vikings. Um, they only utilized him in that red zone. He did have some pretty epic uh, touchdown catches, some one-handed gems. Um, so we'll see how that works out there in, uh, in New York. Mitch, please. Mitch, please. Mitch Trubisky has found a new home. Um, he has gone from the number two overall pick in 2015 uh, to backing up Jared Allen in Buffalo. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes in the league you need to reset. You need to get away. You need to get get away from the team that drafted you. Um, it didn't work out in Chicago. And, uh, you know, who knows what happens in football. Players get hurt. Um, so maybe Mitch can learn a thing or two from Allen. So that'll be fun to watch. 
Um, uh, Will Fuller, the fourth, is now a dolphin. He will be swimming with the fishes. So hopefully Brian Flores is going to get this kid's head on straight, get him off those PEDs, keep him healthy. When he's on the field, he's not bad. But the problem is he can't stay on the field. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he's going to be with Preston Williams, uh, Devontae Parker, Mike Isecki. Uh So Tua's, he's got some weapons to throw to. He doesn't have Fitz Magic to fall back on anymore. Um, you know, if, if Tua falters, Fitz, he can't come in. Tua's got to make that leap from rookie year to sophomore year. Uh, so hopefully Fuller is going to help that because for selfish reasons, I've got a lot of shares of Tua. So I want to see him do good. Uh, kind of boring. Theo Riddick goes to the Raiders too. Jan uh, Keelan Cole goes to the Jets. David Moore, Snooze Fest goes to Carolina. Rashad Perryman goes to Detroit. Unfortunately, that's where uh, wide receivers go to die. And good wide receivers either retire early, Calvin Johnson, or they go somewhere else, Kenny Galladay. Uh, my only offensive line note is Riley Reef is going to Cincinnati. Uh, he will help protect Burrow. Last year, Burrow, poor guy, was running for his life, getting sacked left and right. I mean, the defense was so bad, he had to throw it 60 times a game at one point. Um, so hopefully Reef comes in to kind of solidify that offensive line because I want to see Joe Burrow succeed. I've got a lot of shares of him as well. Not only that, I want to see him stay healthy. I want to see him stay clean, keep that jersey clean. And and Reef was a serviceable guy with the Vikings. Um, so I was happy to see that he went to the Bengals. And uh, hopefully he can keep Burrow um, clean and healthy. And then Juju, uh, he actually takes less money to stay with Pittsburgh on a, you guessed it, a one-year deal, the Ravens actually made a hard push for him. They threw some money at him for a few years, actually, um, to be the number one for Jackson to throw to. And I think the Chiefs even sniffed around. Gosh, could you imagine Juju getting throws from Mahomes or Jackson? Um, but he has decided to stick it out. He had a one-year deal to stay with the Steelers. Uh, you got to think he's looking at more money next year once that salary cap goes up. I think it's a smart move. You know, if he does really well, goes gangbusters, Pittsburgh may want to pay him, or another team's going to, you know, pony up that money, as they say. Um, Houston trades for QB Ryan Finley, yet another move that they made. Uh, they got Tyrod Taylor earlier, so this just in case the Deshaun Watson thing, you know, ends in a tragedy, and they do have to uh, trade him. Or I mean, if they might even just cut him outright. I don't know how that works. If there's a a cap hit or what, but if they have to just cut him because this whole thing's too big of a distraction, or he just makes it too big of a deal where he just ends up getting let go. Who knows? But stay tuned. And then uh, Tyler Croft, tight end, goes to the uh, the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Going to be catching balls from Darnold or somebody else if they get rid of him. Who knows? Chris Carson decides to stay with Seattle on a three-year, $24 million deal. I'd kind of hoped uh, he would not re-sign with Seattle because I did want to see how DJ Dallas did. I am a DJ Dallas truther. 
Uh, not just because my initials are DJ, but because I want to see what the kid does. Uh, but if Chris Carson can stay healthy, it's a big if. He doesn't really do that. That's not his thing. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Philip Lindsay goes from the Broncos, let go by the Broncos. He had had, in 2018 and 19, he had a thousand yard seasons before they brought in Mel Gordon. Um, you know, they totally mess with this kid. I, I'm not sure, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he may be a, a Denver or a Colorado guy. I don't know if that's right. It sounds right. Kind of like how James Connors, a Pittsburgh guy. Um, so I don't know, but they did him dirty out in Denver and he has now signed with Houston. So Houston's getting a lot of uh, B and C players, second and third tier guys to kind of beef up their lineup and, you know, put some serviceable out there. So Lindsay will now tag team with David Johnson. Um, tight end Dan Arnold goes to Carolina. So the Panthers making a splash. Look at them. They go ahead and get David Moore from Seattle. They get Dan Arnold. Man, they are making some big splashes there in Carolina. Great job, Panthers. Um, safety, another IDP alert. <laughs> safety, Keanu Neal. I was secretly hoping he would come to my Vikings. Um, he had spent his first five years in Atlanta. He went ahead and signed another one-year deal. He will be a cowboy. I think he's reuniting with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the defensive coordinator now in Dallas. I think that's the case. And the darling of the wide receiver free agent class, Kenny Galladay, has found a home. The New York Giants, I think we've already talked about this. Um, yeah, he goes to the Giants. I know it was rumored last week. Uh, you know, I have my sources that the Giants wanted him. He wanted the Giants. He wanted to be in New York. They got him. Four years, $72 million. The guy's been hurt a lot. I don't know if he's worth it. Hopefully they've got injury clauses in there to protect him. But so now... Danny Dimes gets Kyle Rudolph. You know, he's getting these weapons. Now he's got Galladay. Barkley hopefully will come back healthy. There are no more excuses for Danny Dimes. He has no more reasons why he's going to be mediocre. If he doesn't produce this year, he's going to be gone with the weapons that he's going to have, especially with Galladay. So I'm anxious to see how he does. You know, again, I've got some shares of him. Um, Galladay's, uh, he's good when healthy, but he's got to stay healthy. A um, couple more IDPs, cornerbacks, Kyle Fuller. He's going to the Broncos. Um, Chicago had cut him to save 14 million bucks so they could go get Andy Dalton. Um, so he signs with Denver, I think one year, $9 million, something like that. Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes closed, is staying in Indy. I think he had a one-year, $6 million deal, again, with these one-year deals. Dante Moncrief, anybody? How many people still have Dante Moncrief on their team? Guess where he went? Houston. Yeah, isn't that exciting? He's going to Houston, along with Philip Lindsay. And who else went to Houston that I talked about. 
Oh, uh, Ryan Izzo. So great job. Go get him, Dante Moncrief. Um, Deshaun Jackson found a new home. He is going to be ramming it with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford finally gets a, a speedster and a deep threat. Um, so I think that offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. They've got Akers. They've got Cup. They've got Woods. Uh, now they've got Deshaun Jackson. This kid's got to stay healthy. I call him kid because he's not 39 like me. He's younger than I am. So everyone younger than me is a kid. This kid's got to stay healthy. Uh, but definitely is a burner. Mike Boone, former Viking, is going to Denver. So that whole carousel, Denver doing uh, Lindsey dirty, they're picking up Boone, who is a great third uh, running back for the Vikings. Um, and now he'll be backing up old Mel Gordon. So grab your Boone shares. Joe Flacco is going to Philly to back up Hurts. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I wonder how Hurts' mom feels about this. So my thinking is they bring in an established, established veteran, a Super Bowl winning veteran, even though they just got rid of a Super Bowl winning quarterback with Wentz. Uh, but my thought is if Hurts can't cut it or if Hurts gets Hurts, They've got Flacco to come in and still produce. They, I mean, they still got guys to throw to. They still have weapons. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with him in Philly. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and Dominic and Sue is back with Tampa Bay. They want to run it back, and they want Sue to go with them. And James White, one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite PPR darlings, re-signed with the Patriots. And they got him on the cheap, too. It's like $2 million, 2.3 something. Um, he's worth way more than that. So they got him at a discount. He could have went to any team. He's so versatile. Um, but now that he's coming back, Cam Newton has got to hit him and stop overthrowing him. Let him catch the ball. Let him do his thing. They're in the open field. And they're, they're getting Edelman back. They've got the tight ends. Cam's got some weapons. He's just got to figure out how to hit them. In Belichick, I trust. Always have, always will. Uh, snoozer Josh Reynolds goes to Tennessee. And raise your hand if you knew that Lamar Miller was in Washington. Notice how this man does not have his hand up. He re-signed with Washington. Who knew he was even there? I didn't even think he was in the league. I thought he died. I guess not. And then to round it out, uh, Damian Williams going to Chicago. Mike Davis is going to Atlanta. And the Vikings re-sign Amir Abdullah. And the only way this is relevant is if you are Detroit, uh, because you know he's going to be good for at least one touchdown against Detroit. And they play Detroit twice. So he will have two touchdowns next year. Mark my words uh ty hilton will stay with the colts i think a one-year 10 million dollar deal and tevin coleman is going to the j-e-t-s jets 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 and uh that pretty much rounds out free agency i, I don't know if coleman if they're looking at him being the guy uh, they do have michael p ryan uh i don't know if gore is going to retire or go somewhere else but I would like to see how P. Ryan does. I know he was hurt. He had COVID. 
Um, and P. Ryan, it's, it's just so much more fun to say than Tevin Coleman. Michael P. Ryan. Samaji P. Ryan. You know, Samaji P. Ryan is Michael P. Ryan's dad, and they're both in the league. It's great to see when families can play. You know, a family that plays together stays together, right? Look at the Mannings. All the Mannings that have played. The Manning that's going to play, who's coming up. Who's going to be a big pick in Devy in a couple years. Who else? The Kelsey brothers. The Watts. A lot of, a lot of brothers playing in the league. Um, and then a couple random nuggets before I get to my top five lists. Um, Alabama running back Najee Harris. He drove nine hours to make Alabama's pro day. Uh, this was after his flight from Dallas to Birmingham was canceled. Here's the best part. This shows his character. He wasn't even participating or working out. He just wanted to support his teammates that were in Alabama's pro day. My gosh, that's just fantastic. He'll be one of the top two running backs picked. And uh, that, uh, that was just great to see. I was, that was a good story. Makes you, makes you feel good about humanity, you know, with all the craziness going on. And then uh, here's a, an interesting nugget for you guys. I hope you're sitting down for this. Tom Brady is the first Bucks quarterback to ever sign a second contract with the team. And the franchise has been around since 1976. It's older than I am. Um, and I'm sure if Ralph was here, he would not have heard that. I'm going to repeat it just for you, Ralph. Tom Brady is the first Bucks QB to ever sign a second contract with the team, meaning every rookie quarterback they drafted hasn't got a second contract. Hello, Jameis Winston. Everybody they brought in from Brad Johnson to Gus Farratt, um, none of them. So they want to run it back. He took less money like he always does. His wife makes a ton more money than he does. He doesn't need money. He wants them rings. And then the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, text messages literally didn't even exist. That was 1900 and 91 text messages were not a thing and the the Bengals had made the playoffs um so here's hoping that uh, that actually will change we'll see um now i'm going on to my top 10 or not top 10 top five lists i, I made a couple lists uh for you guys to think about um i did quarterback running back wide receiver tight end you know, a lot of them are going to be the same uh, for a lot of people, but I had a little bit of a twist. I've got a, a dark horse uh, who I think may, if, you know, things fall right, if, you know, they, they play their their uh, their butts off and the stars align, that they may end up in the top five. Um, so starting off at quarterback, the top three that probably everybody has is Mahomes, Jackson, and Allen, right? Uh, Kyler Murray. And these are in no particular order, but, you know, Kyler Murray's in there. And then I took uh, Dak Prescott. I chose him over Deshaun Watson for many reasons. I think Prescott's got better weapons in Dallas. Deshaun Watson also has this thing going on with, with grabbing all these masseuses and uh, whipping his wang ski out. So um, I'm going to go Prescott. And my dark horse is going to be Joe Burrow. Jumping Joseph Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. The guy came on like gangbusters last year, right? Then he got hurt. So 
here's hoping he gets healthy. Uh, he stays healthy. Uh, I think uh, some magic can happen when you got a healthy burrow upright, vertical, throwing all those passes. Um, on to running back, uh, I'm putting Dalvin Cook, number one. Again, no particular order, but I'm a homer, and it's my list, so I can do whatever I want. You start up your own podcast. Make your own lists. I do what I want here. Uh, Dalvin Cook, and then I've got C-Mac. I've got Kamara. I've got JT, Taylor, and Indy. And then I've got Chubb. Uh, Chubb as my uh, my fifth. Um, and then my dark horse, I'm going to go with a little Cam Akers action. I uh, loved what he did in his rookie year. And I think he's got a better quarterback with Stafford over Goff. So a better quarterback is going to give you better opportunities. Stafford is going to be throwing that ball all over the field. And Akers is fully capable of catching those balls out of the backfield. I'd love to see some play action, uh, some screens, some tosses. Um, so, I, you know, the trajectory that Akers had at the end of the season, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, he had a, a pretty good trajectory. His, his usage rate kept going up. Um, Malcolm Brown is now gone. They just have Henderson. I'm sure they'll probably bring in a, a, a free agent or draft a rookie, but I think Akers... Uh, again, if the the cards fall the right way, he could be in the top five. And you heard it, you heard it, <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. Uh, on to wide receiver. Now, it's well known that my favorite wide receiver in all the land is not a Viking. It's a Packer, Devontae Adams. I have him as my number one, and he is still my number one. Him and Rodgers, they are in sync together. Rodgers knows where Adams is going to be at all times. They are truly in sync. They share a brain. Um, that isn't there yet, or it might never be there with Jefferson and uh, with Ralph's favorite quarterback, Cousins. But I do have Jefferson in there as well. And the thing to think about with Jefferson, the season he had and all the catches and the yards – he did it without really playing in those first two games. Mike Zimmer's got this thing about not starting and playing rookies. So Jefferson didn't really come on until the third game. And he exploded onto the scene after that. Uh, so he's definitely two on my list. Uh, I've also got Metcalf, Nuke, and A.J. Brown as my five wide receivers. And then my dark horse is going to be T. Higgins. T. Higgins has a lot of things going for him. Um, A.J. Green is no longer with the Bengals, right? And Boyd, he's always been just a guy, right? T. Higgins is, is the future for the Bengals. He's not a, a just a guy like Boyd is. And Higgins, he had a consistent floor every game last year. You knew exactly what you were getting with Higgins. And now with A.J. Green gone, another year under Higgins' belt, that floor is going to go up. Ceiling's going to go up. Um, so I, I think he, he definitely has a chance of cracking that top five. I mean, it does help if Burrow comes back. Um, you know, Hopefully Burrow's going to be healthy and it all goes back to that. So that's why he's going to be a dark horse. It's the, uh, the unknown. 
Uh, and then moving on to tight ends, obviously I have Kelsey and Kittle, double K, 1A, 1B. Um, and I've got my first rookie. I've got Pitts. Um, the thing about Pitts is no matter where he goes, he is going to be dynamic. He is going to be a difference maker, a force multiplier, if you will. I've heard that used on a few of the uh, the big name places, uh, shows, a force multiplier, making everybody better around him. Uh, this kid's going to be great. Um, what I would love to see, actually, with the Bengals having the fifth pick. And if everything works out how I hear it's going to with the top four teams going quarterback, 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 I would love to see the Bengals take Pitts at five at tight end. Yes, they could go offensive line, uh, but they can get that later. You know, they've got Reef. It doesn't fix everything, but they've got Reef. But imagine Burrow throwing to Pitts, throwing to Higgins, throwing to Boyd, a healthy Mixon in the fold, Geo coming out of the backfield. We we can't forget about Giovanzi. He's a stud. So you have Pitts in there. It doesn't matter where Pitts goes. It's going to be awesome. And it's one of the things I'm, I'm going to be watching in the draft at Ralph's. I'll be there. Um, but it would be fun to have him go five to the Bengals. And then rounding out my five tight ends, I've got Andrews and Goddard, uh, typical. And then my dark horse, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock or this is your first time listening to the podcast, it's well-documented. I have a love for Irv Smith. Irv Smith is my dark horse. Um, a lot of things are factoring into it. The emergence of Jefferson will give him more room to run. No Rudolph to worry about will give him more opportunity. And another year in the system, getting more comfortable with Cousins. I think uh, Big Irv, he's my dark horse. And then I did rank five teams, and I also have a dark horse of a team too. Um, again, in no particular order for my teams, I've got the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Titans. It's very AFC-centric. Um, AFC has the powerhouses now. It's it's switched, you know. For a long time, it was the NFC that had all the good teams, um, but the AFC always had the Patriots. But now, you've got the Chiefs, fourteen and two. You've got the Bills. What were they? Eleven and three, twelve and four. Steelers were undefeated for a big part of the season, and the Titans are always going to be in the conversation, you know, with Tanny and AJ Brown. Derrick Henry, they've got that battery. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, and then my dark horse, I've talked about them a little bit, is going to be the Rams. They're my dark horse. Um, they, they upgrade with Stafford. Um, they've got a little bit better on the defense. I mean, their defense is, is a pretty staunch defense to begin with. Um, so I honestly think they are my dark horse this year. No one's really looking at them. Um or maybe they are, but I will take all the credit if they if they do really well and they, they enter into the top five. Um, and then what I went ahead and did, just because I still have some time left and you guys aren't sick of me yet, I've come up with some top five of random things. Um, I've got least favorite football fans. I've got the Packers, the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Eagles as my least 
favorite football fans, Packers and Bears and Cowboys, mainly because they are all living in the past, right? Their favorite ESPN channel is ESPN Classics, so they can watch their teams of yesteryear win the championship, right? The Packers were the most recent to win it, but they've only won it once with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. I mean, in, I mean, come on. And the thing is, I have a lot of friends who are Packers fans and Bears fans, a couple Cowboys fans too. And the thing that they always throw at me is, yeah, but the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. And I can't argue with that. I have absolutely no defense for that because it's true. And I would be using the same thing if the Vikings had won one, even if it was back in the 60s when they were in it, to like a Detroit fan, right? But I can't. And I won't. Um, yeah, so they're all living in the past. You know, whatever. Can't stand it. But Eagles fans, here's my gripe with Eagles fans. On top of all the stories that I've heard of, you know, just throwing batteries and beer cans and just nasty during games, when the Eagles beat the Vikings in 2018 to go on to the Super Bowl, um, and when the Super Bowl was here in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, at U.S. Bank Stadium, I drove for Uber during the Super Bowl. Well, before and after, but I made a lot of money during the Super Bowl driving for, for Uber. And I had picked up uh, a few Eagles fans on occasion, and they had nothing nice to say about my awesome state or city. They were rude uh, I'm pretty sure one guy crapped his pants in the backseat of my Altima. Um, so for that reason, they're in my top four of least favorite football fans. Philly fans, go pound sand. Kind of rhymes too. Uh, also, I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking of this, but my top five worst Christmas songs, you didn't ask for it, but you're going to get it. Um, Christmas Shoes. I don't know who did it. Uh, if you don't know about it, real quickly, briefly, it's a song about a kid at a store who's trying to buy shoes for his mom who's dying. But he doesn't have enough money. And he wants these shoes so his mom can have them when she meets Jesus. And it's a Christmas song, and I can't stand it. Every time it comes on, I, I want to drive off a cliff. Um, and then Mistletoe by Justin Bieber, I've, I've heard it once or twice. Hate it. Not a Christmas song. You can't just make a song about Christmas and think it's going to be good. I could do that. I could make it go viral. Let me write a note here. Make Christmas song. Put on YouTube, TikTok, Insta. Go viral. Okay. I got a plan. The other song I don't like is uh, Hippopotamus for Christmas. Mainly because once it's in my head, it gets stuck in my head and it won't leave. Same with Feliz Navidad. Never liked that one either. Uh, my last one is the Peanuts Christmas song. You know, the... That one. The Christmas song. It's not a Christmas song. It's a piano song. It was just played during their Christmas special. It doesn't sound anything like a Christmas song. There's no sleigh bells. There's no deck in the halls. It's not a Christmas song. It's a good jam, just not a Christmas song. 
Um, now I'm moving on to my top five comics. This will make you think, who are your top five comics? Well, here's mine. George Carlin, number one. He's got the seven words. Um, he's got pretty much anything you can think of, he's talked about it. He's got a place for your stuff. You got to get more things because you're buying more stuff. So you need more room for all your stuff. It's just, just fantastic. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, he's one guy I always talk about that I would love to see before he passed. Um, great observational humor um, and was stoned out of his mind pretty much every um, gig he did, which made it even better because he, he could remember all that, blasted out of his mind, more power to him. Um, no comic list is complete without Richard Pryor. Legend. I try to listen to him you know, maybe once a month or so. Um, I, you just can't go wrong with Richard Pryor. Uh, and then John Mulaney and Hannibal Burris round out my top five. So I've got three legends and I've got two more current. Uh, John Mulaney is great. You know, he, uh, he's got this bit where him and his friend John also, um, they go to a diner in Chicago and they put in all these coins in the jukebox and they play 21 of uh, songs of what's new pussycat and it just drives the whole the whole place crazy just great and then hannibal burris um I, his delivery is the best uh just everything he does he talks about going down to new orleans and having a parade um you have a police escort for your own parade um also one about he did an interview with a uh, a college newspaper and uh, just started throwing random stuff out. Just really hilarious. So if you haven't heard uh, Hannibal Burris or, or John Mulaney, I highly suggest both of those. For movies, I even did movies. Uh, and I could have done like a top 15 in movies. Um, but I try to narrow it down. Super Troopers. I, I uh, quote that movie probably daily. Um, I say meow to pretty much everything. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the movie. Uh, I've got seven on my list. What's in the box? What's in the box? Love that movie, Seven. Bad Words. For those of you who don't know Bad Words, Jason Bateman uh, is in Bad Words. Um, he's basically found a loophole to get into a, a kid's spelling bee. Um, to go all the way to the top and win it all. Fantastic. Um, Catherine Hahn is also in it. She plays um, somebody from the newspaper. It's an online newspaper. Every spelling bee participant has to be backed by a nationally accredited newspaper, and, and she's it. Um, yeah, he befriends this Indian kid on the airplane. That's fantastic. It's Jason Bateman in, his, uh, in all his glory. Um, I highly recommend you checking it out. One of my favorites. Um, another really good movie that I, I just thought of on a whim, Lucky Number Slevin. If you haven't seen this, uh, this is probably Josh Hartnett's best work. Um, Bruce Willis is in it. Morgan Freeman's in it. Ben Kingsley's in it. Lucy Liu is in it. Um, awesome movie it keeps you guessing till the very end a lot of action in it um like uh one of those aha 
some movies where you, you don't actually catch it, but then you know it happened, and then you're like, oh, yeah. So that's a really good movie. And then Avengers Endgame. Um, I could talk all day about this movie. Um, 10 out of 10 for me, hands down. There will never be another experience in a movie theater like the one I had in a packed movie theater. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie by now, mute it for the next minute. But when Captain America is facing Thanos and his legion of baddies, he straps on his shield and then we hear, hey, Cap on your left. And then you see the portals start opening. And all these heroes start coming back. And the theater gets louder. And more cheers. And Spider-Man comes back and the place goes nuts. And then Captain America says, Avengers, assemble. And then it's on. There will never be another experience I will ever have that will equal that. And luckily, people have captured that. And they have, um, you know, posted it on YouTube. So I can always go and watch it. But that was uh, a highlight of my movie-going experience. Um, and then briefly, I've got a couple TV shows that I will also add in here. Taskmaster. If you've never seen Taskmaster, I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube. It's a British show. I love British people. I love British comedians. I think... They're smarter than American comics, um, head and above, head and shoulders above. Uh, but basically, it's five comics are tasked in doing menial things like, um, you know, counting all these pieces of rice in the most amount of time, popping as many balloons as possible, uh, just different things to do. And then the winner wins the episode. It's a whole season worth, but it's, it's really funny. I, I laugh my butt off every time. There's like eight seasons of it. I highly recommend it. Uh, Impractical Jokers. Um, I feel like I am one of the lost guys of that show. I've seen them live before, but um, the show is awesome. The things they do that they get each other to do, you know, what they won't do. Impractical Jokers is, is one of my all-time favorites. I love Bar Rescue. Um, you know, even though it's probably set up and it's all scripted, I think John Taffer is fantastic. And, you know, some of the stories you hear with some of these bar owners, uh, whether it's by their own fault <coughs> or by just horrible luck, um, but the things that they can do to get these bars back in order, um, it for a while made me want to buy a bar and run it into the ground and then call up John Taffer, look at my books, look at what I have. And then turn it into a, a moneymaker. Um, but Molly won't let me do that. Uh, Ancient Aliens is another one of my favorites. Because aliens. Who doesn't like talking about aliens? They're out there, man. And then Billions. Um, it's a Showtime show. Uh, with my guy, my man crush, Paul Giamatti. Um, who I, uh, I've i got a huge crush on. I'm not going to deny it. So it's a, it's a really good movie. Um, so those are my lists, you know, discuss with your amongst yourselves. Um, and then really quickly, I will get to a couple trades. I've got a couple minutes. I'll get it under an hour yet. In uh, Corona Made Dynasty, I, I got some trades going. Um, 
Wanna Beer Bad and I made another trade. Um, I gave him Dak Prescott to Sean Hamilton in my 2023 first. He really loves those 2023 picks. Uh, I got back Jerry Judy, his 2021 first and a 2022 first. And the uh, first this year is the 1-5. Um, and then I had sent to dog, to dog, I sent you an offer, sir. Um, and you kind of did the old poker face. Like, I don't know if I really want to do this or not, but, um, no counter. You just accepted it, which makes me think that I may have undersold it. And I gave you a gimme, but I did get out from under Beckham. Um, and then, uh, I gave you Barkley and then want a beer bads 2022 first. And in return, I got MVS. I got your 2021 first, and then another 2021 20, first you had traded for. So I ended up getting the 1-3 and the 111. So in that league, I now have the 1-3, 1-5, 1-7, 111, and the 112. So I I owned the first round, and somebody said, and actually Tadog said, uh, how can a guy with five first-round picks not have his own pick? Well, I, I inherited that team, um, and the pick had already been traded, so... I, I took the team over um, and actually want a beer bad. You have the uh, the one four that I had my previous owner traded away. And I really tried hard to finagle that away from you. Um, but you said in your own words, it is unfinagleable. Unfinagleable. So that uh, that is a word. It's a thing. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, when I got that team, I really wanted to make it mine. And uh, with five first-round picks, uh, that team is mine. So I'm really happy at the direction it's going. I have a couple more moves to make. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think uh, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. Uh, Ralph, I hope I did you proud, buddy. Um, the... Uh, the secret word of the day was pundits, so I, I said it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So we're going to, usually Ralph does this, so I'm going to cue it up and see if I do this right. There we go. We got the music playing in. Slow build before we sign off. So on behalf of Ralph who we'll uh, talk with next week. This is Dave with Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. And we will see you guys next week. I appreciate you putting up with me for this 55-plus minutes. And as always, I am going to do my best to try better next week. Love you!